Orange Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me is my co-host, Chris King. Hello. And the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, DJ Edgelord, Edgington. <laughs> Zach, the sauce boss of Indianapolis. Hey there. And a very special guest with us in studio, Daryl Holloquist Jr. Let's go. Let's go. Is the junior always a part of it? Yeah. You crack, you I crack people if they're like, yeah, that's junior. I got to tell people the junior. Yeah. My daddy my daddy also did comedy. Mm. Um, oh. But he also fucked his life up kind of, so mm. I got uh, to keep that junior. You want separation? Of the Was it because yeah, you were not saying the junior and people were like, I thought you were your dad? Were people making those sort of uh, confused? One person did, I want to say. Say at crackers at some point, but really it's for, for the government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on paper. I had a friend who uh, had the same name as his dad, and his dad was a real, just a real piece of shit, mm-hmm. and like uh, took out all these credit cards in his son's name, and <laughs> like like, like, like like messed up his son's. That's credit. how they do it. Like they motherfuckers begin rent, cable bills, <laughs> like and shit, everything. Wow. Well, welcome to the Heart of Brunch podcast. Okay. Uh, I think we should clear the air. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, well, you know, I like to leave, uh, you know, no elephants in the room. Uh, you came as a... So here's what's happening. You were supposed to... You asked me, you said, hey, Doc, I want to come on Heart of Brunch. And I said, absolutely. We've got a long list of people, but <laughs> I, I, you're in the queue. Right. And then when I was at a, and then when I was at a show in the queue, game, listen, man, in the queue means it's never gonna happen. <laughs> no, I was like, no, no, no. That means like in the queue means in the garbage. You're not gonna come. That's what that means. It was in the queue, but I was like, it's it's looking like December, maybe possibly late December. Yeah, okay. Because we were we're booked. Yeah. And then uh, I went to a show the other day, and uh, I just got off, and I was just you know a light buzz going on, and two comics. Um, Came at me like velociraptors, like one from the front, one from the side. Yeah, no. And they were both like, "We want to be a harder brunch," and they caught me off guard. And I was just like, "Ah!" And I was like, "You know what?" I was like, "We're doing a pop up. Pop ups are kind of weird days anyway." I was like, "Why don't you both come on, help with a pop up, and then you both can be on the show. We'll knock it out in one." Are we doing a pop up? Am I involved? Oh, guys, we're doing a pop up. Uh, <laughs> I did not. What does that mean? And we're doing a pop up. What does it's like mean? we did last time? Like a pop-up. I did. You came in eight. Oh, that's right. It was. Yeah, I didn't even know about this. Yeah. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a chef. So, uh, am I the host though on the pop up? What are we making? Okay, we, well, we decided. We'll, 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 we'll circle back to the pop. It's really weird that he just introduces this. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. Come back to that. Back well, to we're doing a podcast. What are you talking about? Special. Jeez, special. We had a lot of conversation before we started recording. You couldn't say that one time. Like, hey, I'm going to give a heads up on the pop on the pop up. So we're having a pop up. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Velociraptors. So yeah. So I said, yeah, you guys, whatever. And then, like, immediately. They pivot, and I don't know why, but like they're who's just standing there. They go like, "We're gonna be on Harder Brunch," and I was like, "No, that's the one guy you shouldn't say that to." <laughs> <laughs> Tricked me with your velociraptor ways, uh, and rubbed it in, and then and then just I felt. So they said that to Daryl. Is what you're saying? They said, to "Well, they didn't know. They didn't know. It was, it was, just, it was they just were, a happy. They were just they, they were just excited. It was just literally yeah. the first person they, they turned to was Daryl. I was like." Now it looks like I'm like stacking these yeah. other comics up before him, which I wasn't trying to. I do. saw, no, I thought nothing of it. Um, but then today we had a guest cancel at the what would you say the eleventh hour, the thirteenth yeah. hour. I don't know that we should be recording that. That doesn't sound like good on Daryl's time. Darryl. No, no, no. But I, what I will say is, 
uh, he's a great guy because yeah. he because he stopped what he was doing. Yeah, and he was like, "I got you," and he came right over and has been wonderful so yeah. far. Yeah, he did. No, it was good. He was really helping us out. You tried to kill him twice. I witnessed all of it. Well, hey, well, now we don't need to. We, we're not trying to make nobody lose their job. <laughs> no, no, we're, no. Listen, we're going to talk about the kitchen that almost kills you. Again. I was gonna do. We're gonna do like. What do you think you just ate? But what do you think almost killed Daryl? Is what we're gonna do this time? Twice. Twice. Was two. 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 Well, one. You gave him a sandwich full of bones. <laughs> I gave him a piece of chicken. It was, it was, it was a chicken. piece of chicken on a piece of bread. And another you know piece of bread that was like yeah, yeah. leaning on it. Like, come on, close me, baby. Yeah, like, I'm, like, de- I'm definitely a sandwich. You know what's really did funny you put about the that? other bread on top of it? No, it was, it was, it was a it was a 90 degree angle. What's funny? Uh, you know, tell you that. It was a photo pic, wasn't it? It was it was up on top. So the photo, that, yeah. But you gave we it didn't to even me. take a picture of that one first. <laughs> but the thing is, you, so you made him a damn sandwich because yeah. at first I was thinking. I mean, of course, you always do the Nashville hot chicken on the on the bread. Yeah, yeah. A, a single piece of bread right, on a single piece of you bread. You gave him two pieces of bread. That's, like a, that's sandwich. a sandwich. That's a sandwich. Yeah, you fucked that. You know what's up. so funny? It had the exact <laughs> watching him slowly make a sandwich. I'm like. He's probably not going to make that a sandwich. He's got to know that that chicken has bones in it. When I watched him do it, the way he slowly did it, and then when I finally cut in, like, no, 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 dude, that's full of bones. Don't eat that a sandwich. It's the same exact energy I had at one time I saw you wrap up uh, mashed potatoes in a napkin at McDivins. Remember when we worked together? They wanted like a they wanted a to go container that was biodegradable. Like I bet a napkin will work. We saw you put mashed potatoes in a napkin. Which isn't wrong. I stand by my decision. You gave it. You you literally were about to give a bag of potatoes of of wet potatoes to a customer, and we're like, no. Like as soon as same thing. You was about to eat the sandwich. You were about to walk out there with a bag of wet wet potatoes. I'm like, no, Doug, you can't do that. It was exactly exactly like that when I said you can't eat that sandwich. How many shrooms were you on? No, man, he was working hard. Let me tell you, anytime you have a McNiven story about Dyke, like, he was doing his best, like, the whole time, and still the best stories. I I really wish that was a viral moment, just someone just getting a napkin full of potatoes. We saved saved your, I mean, because social media was out and about, like, they I guarantee you they said, look at this wet napkin that that they gave it to, this guy gave to me, and it was, like, coming out of the bottom, like, the napkin was not holding. I I felt it. (laughs) That napkin was not holding its own. That napkin was falling apart, and you're about to walk out. Like, honestly, about to walk out to dump a bunch of, like, neeps on somebody. Look, if you ask for that's what you deserve. That's what you deserve to <laughs> If you ask for an environmentally sound. You gave them a spitball of neeps. That's their fault. So I, I thought the chicken, I thought that all the chicken was in a very defined chicken shape. Like, the, the leg would definitely look The leg, for sure. The leg, for sure. I got it. Yeah. But... To, to your point, we talked about the Popeye, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah. You, you, that's what yeah. you brought out. That's yeah. what Dyke brought out. I was, I. This is what I did. I picked up the chicken and I and I held it for a second. I was like, this feels lighter. So <laughs> did he take the bones out and just still hit us with that old school fry? Go Dyke! Go Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, let's fucking go. And I put it together. I put the I put the chicken on it. I put that yeah. bok choy. Yeah, yeah. I put my pickles. I put a little bit of that chipotle sauce, and I. I closed it. He said, that's got bones in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately was like, disassemble. I put the bread back up. I took the skewer and put it back on all the pickles. He made a beautiful looking <laughs> That's Chris's main job right here. He's pretty much the lifeguard of the dinner table. He was just like, that's got bones! <laughs> it's not the first time. It's not the last time. 
but, yeah, but yeah, he made a beautiful sandwich, and it made me wish, like, man, I wish he'd made sandwiches. That would have been great if we just had some hot chicken sandwiches. But yeah, we had to go. The chicken was really good. Though. It was great. Yeah. What was the other almost, uh, what was the other catastrophe? Coconut. You gave him a bag of coconut. Oh, yeah. Specifically <laughs> only allergic Definitely to that. allergic. Two tiny slices, slices of, like, uh, what, what was that pie? It was like a... It was, oh. It was a coconut, coconut cream pie. Coconut cream pie. A little bit of bread, all coconut. And then you, you said, Daryl, you're like, it, it doesn't have Cause, coconut cause in someone it. Someone had mentioned that like, it was like a coconut taste, and I was like, ooh, let me. It was hard coconut, yeah. Let me let me pull it back. <laughs> and then I asked if it was like maybe like a funny allergy, like maybe he like maybe gets a weird accent. Which I wouldn't cool. die, but I would live here. <laughs> I, would I would just live here in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so two times you almost killed the guest that did, that did us a favor. He's the new bathroom attendant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I guess that leads us into uh, a game we like to play. Chris King's never quite sure um, exactly yeah. uh, what we had, um, so we like to play a little game called, uh, hey, what do you think we just say? I think, though, this is the time where it was a good thing that I was more sure than the guest was. <laughs> like, if I didn't, if I wasn't there to say, hey, that's a pure, that's a sandwich full of bones, you'd be dead. <laughs> He'd be dead. Like, oh no, it's okay. I'll get the bones out with this this pie. I'm sure it's not coconut, right? Oh no, it's also coconut. Uh, You're super dead now. You're double dead. Oh. <laughs> so uh, the first thing we had when I got here was vegetarian soup with bacon on top. Yeah. That's what we had. Was that what it was? It was. Completely vegetarian. V- was it vegan? Uh yeah. Yeah. Top of bacon. Good good move. Yeah. Nice. So that was, and that was some kind of baby food situation. Now, if I didn't know what the theme was, which I found out later, uh, I would think like, wow, Dyke is really dropping the game. (laughs) Just giving us baby food. But then, then after the, I don't know what, there was food that was there before the, um, the carrot, the carrot water that I had with the bacon (laughs) water, the, the bacon croutons. It was like a pound, it was like a big pile of meat and little potatoes. What was that? Uh, I, I didn't. I had a little bit of it. I, the only reason it's notable because Zach took a little bit of it and dropped it all over the table, <laughs> and then walked away. Didn't clean it up at all. Like, oh, I'm here taking pictures. Just left it there. I'm leaving this for the back. <laughs> good, good luck, guys. <laughs> so that was a that was a lamb. Thing. Oh, ah! But the theme, the theme, because our the guest that canceled was gonna have a baby. What's the baby? Lambs are kids. Oh. Not a sheep. And uh, is that the deal? And and uh, fingerling potatoes, little tiny potatoes. A baby potatoes. Yeah. Is a lamb a baby sheep? Is that what the deal is? Yeah. So if I have if I have a rack of lamb, is it baby? It's a baby. Huh, well, yeah, it's know. usually younger because mutton is older sheep. Yeah. Well, I did veal not know is that. like a baby cow. I know veal is that, but I didn't know all lamb stuff is like baby sheep. Well, yeah, basically. So mutton is the sheep. Yeah, because there's there's still a lamb up until a year old or so. Oh, okay. And then they get their driver's license. This uh, this theme of yours is fucking depressing. It's dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's really, really dark. It's wow. cute when it's like baby carrots and baby yeah. spinach. Yeah, but as soon as you start killing babies, that was that was good. Uh, so just in the theme of dead babies, uh, after so after the, the dead baby lamb, at some point you had we had we had ribs. That was after. Mm. That was in what line. Kind of ribs you think they were? There were baby back there. But I like the thing is though. It's, what's funny is the ribs were amazing. Hands down, the ribs were phenomenal. They were unbelievable. And you put them on actual baby food. Is that what that was? <laughs> You're like, listen, the ribs are so good they're going to carry this baby food. Is that good? is that uh, what was on that plate? I mean, I'm not, it's not not baby. Food. <laughs> 
It was a sweet potato puree, but I mean, that's baby food. I like that you didn't uh, spice it at all. Like, <laughs> babies can't have spice. I like He was hardcore with the theme. Like, maybe the food's bad, but the theme is going on. That was nice. But those ribs, those ribs were amazing. Those ribs were really, really good. I smoked those at, at uh, work as a pitmaster at Dillman's Barbecue. <laughs> and then... Uh, Piece yeah. of shit, is what you are. <laughs> you, Zach, you smoked them. Did you actually smoke them at work? I don't know. No, I, I just told everybody I smoked yeah. them. That was actually dying. This, this, this whole thing was lies. Everybody was lying to me. <laughs> Zach was incredibly awkward this whole time. I, I feel weird because Daryl came on as a guest. I'm over here bleeding because I shaved her before I came over, so I'm just her blood on my hands. Oh, I thought you did a sacrifice. No, <laughs> it didn't seem like that. But I'm cutting up food, serving people, bleeding out of my face. Like in the time of COVID, that's what you want. And then Zach, uh, somebody offered him a, ch- a seat, and he said, no, you wouldn't like me when I sit down. <laughs> I thought it was awkward. I don't think Dara realized we're regular people at all. So, yeah, we had the ribs. We had the baby food. And then was the chicken. Did I miss anything? It was the So, so it was the baby food, and then... <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. It was the, it was the, it was the carrots, and then, yeah, yeah. The, then the baby chicken. Then the lamb. Then lamb. And then the chicken. Chicken before the ribs? No, no, then the ribs. Ribs, ribs chicken. Ribs, ribs. Right. So then we did the chicken. We already talked about the chicken. This first time you almost killed Dara. And then the last thing we had was the... What was baby about the chicken? Oh, yeah. What was baby about the chicken? Just the baby, baby bok choy? And the, the gherkin pickles. <laughs> so the chicken wasn't baby related at all. No, she was <laughs> You almost killed him with the sandwich <laughs> And it wasn't even on theme? That would have been terrible to tell the ambulance driver, like, how come you ate a bo- how come you had a sandwich of chicken like it was on theme? And then you're gonna be the background yelling at the paramedics like, no it wasn't! No it wasn't! <laughs> no, it, wasn't. <laughs> it was the pickles, you son of a bitch! The pickles. So oh, I, I, I just kinda like thought of it backwards and I was like, oh we'll do something. I was like, I'll be like something with gherkins and like That was your thought? Literally my thought process went Pickle soup. I don't know why it was the first thing that popped into my head. It should And then I go, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. And then the next day I was like, oh, natural hot chicken. What would that have been like? I don't know. Just the first thing that popped into my head. It would have just been a green version of the soup you gave us. <laughs> I want pickle soup for my birthday. I'm putting in the request. Yeah, now. you can probably make it next for week, everybody. dude. You don't have to wait till your birthday. Uh, and then we had the uh, Daryl almost died pie. Yeah. Yeah. The kill Daryl pie. Yeah, kill Daryl pie. Oh, you can brand that. <laughs> Which, this is my first time making that pie. It turned out pretty well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't die, so yeah. it didn't turn out that good. Turned out well, no one died. Yeah. It was a great pie for a guy who specifically can't have it. That was nice. You always like the guest to be afraid of at least one thing. You gave him two. Like, hey, keep, keep an eye on yourself. You could die on this podcast. I feel special. I feel warm. <laughs> I like you basically at the beginning of the podcast were like, hey, you were in the queue, meaning he's not going to come on. Then he does come on and you try to kill him the entire time. I, why I think there's a subtext. This entire episode is like, why do you hate Daryl so much? What did he do? No, we love Daryl. And <laughs> if anything, you've taught us a very important lesson that if we do switch guests, just still check for those food allergies. <laughs> It's really important because I always ask people. I always yeah, ask yeah, yeah. Their food allergies, the food preferences, but switching people at the last minute that definitely got swept. He said out. he said you'd asked him like a long time ago, like like a, a year ago, maybe you asked what, him. What, like, 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 whenever I asked, and then and then he said and then he said your response is uh, yeah we'll probably never have to worry about it and then walked away. <laughs> I said yeah, yeah. we'll file those allergies in the queue. <laughs> yeah, I got those in the queue, man. I got it. And everyone's well out there. I was like, hey, am I still in the queue? Yeah, you and your allergies, man. All of it. Yeah, man. I know all of them. I know exactly it won't kill you. Daryl, thank you for putting up with us. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Welcome to the program. Uh, very, very funny comedian, um, podcaster. 
What's the name of your podcast? Spicy Magic Vibes. Um, oh. I, I hosted it with another comic, Kenna McDonald. Nice. He's also been on here, and I think died almost. She what? Almost died. <laughs> no, just because she just smashed a lot and was just like, Ugh. Oh, okay. I was like, did she get a bone sandwich too? That's <laughs> 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 two guests in a row we've almost killed. Was I, was I hosting with Dennis on here? Yes. So, Ooh, look, I need to remember the guests. <laughs> I feel bad. No, I remember her. She was great. She, What's uh? <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys do on Spicy Magic? Uh, you know, we talk about you know what's going on in in the world. We do reviews of like music that comes out. Um, nice. You know, movies. Uh, you know, we, we you know go to like cities and they'll talk about you know what's going on in that city, and it's you know it's a good time. It's cool. Uh, we Will you travel? <laughs> you do, do. you travel? We we went to Chicago. Okay. Uh, and we we just did like an episode about just so like when we went to when we went to Chicago, and then you know we've gone to like some different restaurants in the city, and have like talked about some of like the favorite ones that we went to. So it's been it's been Pretty a good cool. time. You know, yeah. trying to trying to be local, trying trying to put some more some more melanin in the city. Yeah. yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you what started, do you know about that, Chris? <laughs> Start talking. They dropped off. Yeah. Well, I just I thought it was interesting that he tried to be local, and, and the one episode he mentioned was going to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Lobots. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's what's called Midwest travel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but, uh, Chicago. Like, we go to Dayton. We go to local. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a million. There's podcasts out there because there's so many of them. But I've never. I don't know if I've ever heard a podcast where people are traveling. You know, though, that is actually interesting because comedian. I don't know how much you tour as a comedian, but a comedian touring. Doing a podcast in the spots they're they're dropping at that, that, that that's interesting. That we we want to do more of it. We want to do more yeah, of it. Yeah, go yeah. to like different cities and then like pop up and just be like, "Yo, we recording at this mom and pop taco shop." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that's just pretty much what David Tell did on Comedy Central back in the day. Mm-hmm. Just, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that went out after his set and just went around the town. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing stand up for? I've been doing stand-up for, I want to say, five, six years at this point, regularly. I did it I did it when I was a senior in college, like, once or twice, but I didn't start regularly doing it until, like, five, six years ago, uh, which I, you know, still love doing. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I think I wanted to wait until I had turned 21 more mm-hmm. so I could, like, get into places easier because I was, I think the first time I did it was, like, 19 or 20, and I, I was at Cracker's. In Broad Ripple, R.I.P. And uh, yeah, just I just went up, got water, <laughs> and, uh, and then just had. To was that your first show? Was that Crackers first time I did stand up? Was uh, was at Crackers and Broad Ripple. How did that first show go? It was fun. I don't remember if they laughed at everything, but I remember they laughed at the first and last thing, which was okay to me. That's perfect. That's, That's what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want those sandwich? Put all the garbage in the middle. That's what yeah. <laughs> they were probably just really thinking about the first joke in the middle. Like, wow, that was a finger. Yeah, that was, and then get that was good. That was good. I'm going to think about that for a while. Existential. <laughs> Can't even pay attention to the rest of it. I'm going to think about that first thing and then laugh at the end. Like we talking right. about that at Land Sharks. Like. <laughs> Do you, uh, so you've seen kind of the, the scope of comedy change in, in Indianapolis over, yeah. over six years. Because, like, when you, when, like, everyone, when you started, like, Morty's was still, mm-hmm. it was, like, the end of Morty's, the end of Crackers. Mor- yeah, when Crackers. I started, Morty's was in Carmel, mm-hmm. like, off of, like, 96th Street or 92nd Street or something like mm-hmm. that. And then, then it had moved to the Don Pablo's. To the Don Pablo's. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then it ended up closing. And now it's a Panera, which I'm just like, ugh, it's an unfunny, it's not even funny anymore. Yeah. God. It isn't funny. I would, I, I, I would. Wait, what, wait, hold on a second. Morty's where? Which Morty's? Uh, the Morty's. Uh, it was Morty's up on like 96th Street, and then it moved to the Don Pablo's that was by like Drake's, 
and like a Luciana's uh, okay, on okay, 86th okay, okay, Street. Okay. Right by the Monon. Yeah, that's not a good area for comedy, right? I don't know why. I, I don't, are they doing comedy like in, up in 86th There's street? no... There's no independent like what's the biggest independent comedy club in Indiana? Was Comedy Attic? Yeah, I'd say probably Comedy Attic. I mean, I guess technically Crackers is independent. Like, yeah, but like the big like I think I think Comedy Attic yeah, yeah, probably outbox yeah, yeah. Crackers. Yeah, Comedy Attic. Um, but like you think you go to some towns and they just have really good like. Uh, Playing to the tapes in Louisville mm-hmm. is dope. I don't know. But that's still know. downtown. You're talking about 86th Street. Like, I'm not... If someone's... If you told me you were doing a show up on 86th Street, I would say, I'm not going. <laughs> bro, <laughs> that's what I would say. Bro, and that's what's honestly so hard about, like, trying to get people to do, like, improv stuff. Because, like, I've been doing... I've been doing improv long. I've been doing stand-up. Yeah, yeah, And, like, nowadays, like, the most... There's still improv in the city, but like where I do it mostly is in Avon, and that's and it's the exact same thing you just talked about. Like you talk about going to 86th Street, yeah, yeah, it's way easier to get to 86th Street than it is to Avon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, but I would argue that improv is a whole different situation, especially if you do something like an improv house. Like if you have like, I mean, and, and speaking of Chicago, I mean those things are everywhere. They would, they have just the improv houses, and I, I think it would take a while for Indianapolis to understand that that's not comedy sports. Like that's, I think it would to yeah. get that out of their head. Like no, 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 that's it's not what I comedy used to, sports. That's what I used to do. Well, I do, I do it still. There's nothing wrong with comedy sports. Yeah. At all. I think it's a good. I'm not yeah, saying it's not. Uh, no, listen, no, no, I'm not backtracking. Backwards. <laughs> let me say this: if you if comedy sports was terrible, you did comedy sports. I would absolutely let you know. But uh, I mean, we almost killed you with a chicken sandwich. Food, I don't care about your feelings. But that's, very, uh, that's but yeah, but I think that the comedy sports is a good entry into that. But you know that yeah. if you're doing it yourself, mm-hmm. you're doing your own stuff. It's just mm-hmm. a different deal. I would mm-hmm. imagine that mm-hmm. comedy sports has a pretty specific limit on what you do because you got to appeal to a larger group. It was... So, like, the way that it went down when I first started, there would be, like, the main show, the main branded show, and then late nights, there would be, you know, more independent stuff that would go up. Yeah, you know, yeah. People putting up, you know, they might have, like, a guest group come in or, you know, there's, like, another show going on, like, you know, like a Christmas show or something going on at night, a Halloween show, just, you know, or, like, a jam or something. Um, and that's what I loved when I started doing stand-up because like I, I love doing improv I love doing sketch you know writing silly songs yeah. and whatnot but it always felt like I was stuck to like a specific sort because I was learning improv like this because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also in theater school too and like I was doing a lot of like scripted theater work and improv but then like when I started doing stand-up I was actually like oh I can go do me I can do yeah. me and sort of like figure out my own like how do I exist in some of this? So, like, whenever I try to, like, do stand-up versus improv, I do the complete opposite of whatever I was doing. Like, do you have a preference for one or the other, improv versus stand-up? No, because they're so different. Yeah. Like, they're, like it's they're, they're, it, one is scripted by yourself. Yeah. The other is unscripted with other people. I yeah. can't compare them. They're, it's just, it's two, it, they're two totally different things. Yeah. I will say, if you splitting up a bag, there's a difference. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean splitting up a bag? Like, like getting paid, like getting paid. Oh yeah, yeah. hundred dollars like, versus among six people versus a hundred dollars amongst your damn self. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. I, what is it? What does it cost to? I, I guess I'm not going to ask you how much you get paid at comedy sports, but is the money okay there? It's comedy money. Okay. But also, but also, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of cost in them doing improv, like yeah, yeah. taking his classes, you know. And that's what's so. This is what's interesting. I've never paid for. An, I've never taken an improv class before. Oh, I've, well. just, I've just kind of been. Like, I, I went to theater you school. Improv on the streets, <laughs> on, the, on the mean streets of 38th Street. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and yes, and. Well, like you know, you have. Like I said, I went to school for like theater, and so mm-hmm. some of that, you know, 
bled over and you know they, they do host workshops but in terms of like taking a class that's really interesting because there's such like improv is mad fucking white and it's because <laughs> it's, like there's a stereotype I was trying to get to this so I'm it's a stereotype you if you first. took if you took YouTube and <laughs> put you together me and Zach you would be the stereotypical improviser it is a glasses wearing oh. plaid Unbuttoned shirt yeah. with a hat and yeah. and, and white dude, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. I, but that's like, I like I like that he matched us is. together to make fun of us. As one of them. That was that was improv right there. That's, that's for fucking killing me. <laughs> you could have just put glasses on Chris. Yeah. And that's like no no no, you both have to die. Like, Jesus Christ, that's your voice. <laughs> but no, it's it is mad fucking white. But like you said, yeah, like, there's, yeah. there's classes that you know that some houses have that get into, you know, you know, you go from level one to level two, level two, level three, level three, level four. And then you might, you know, get up on a stage. That's a lot more in Chicago, but even still in Chicago, there's so much more white improv. I've like, been to multiple, I, I can attest to that. I've been to a lot of improv in Chicago. Improv in Chicago is exactly like that. It's, it's like a stereotype of like things your friends invite you to. It's like, oh, you got to yeah. go to my improv. You're like, I don't really want to. I mean, like, no, you got to go. It's going to be amazing. It's never amazing. <laughs> like, yo, never it is white. You're right. But yeah. it's not, it's never amazing. Like, like there, there is some good, like, there's some yeah, amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, but, but what it comes to is people that can pay to do it and pay to take these classes yeah, yeah. are sometimes, like, facilitating a facade of, like, talent versus there's so many people. Like, I, I, I loved going to, like, I used to teach improv in high schools, too. There's these kids that understand comedy like on all grounds, and right. they're just like taking improv stuff that get it way more than these people do. That just can yeah. pay for classes, mm-hmm. and then like their only uh, you know exposure to improv is their after school program. Like me, I got into I started doing improv because my high school had a group um, called Fun Monkey, and it was just you know 12, 12 friends just doing you know doing improv games. But even with teaching and stuff, there's a, uh, you're trying to like teach group mind and the trust and, and stuff yeah. along with like you know how to like you know yes and and do a scene and whatnot. You're never really teaching funny. So like when you're going like up to these teenagers, these teenagers that can't really pay for classes and whatnot, yeah. they're the funniest people on the planet. They're just learning how to do improv. Yeah, yeah. You can't even teach like, like there's you can't teach that the as organically to an adult. To yeah. adults that don't know each other, yeah, that yeah. all pay three hundred dollars to want to be Wayne Brady yeah, versus sure. six teenagers that are just like we hang out regardless. We wasn't gonna do improv today. We was gonna go home and play video games. Oh, we doing improv now? Well, we already got the group mind. You're just teaching us how to act. Right, right, right. Because so. they're teaching a mechanic. It's no different than when you you have people that are going to school to be writers but have no talent for writing. It's like you can get the mechanics down. Like, yeah, that's great. That doesn't mean the book you write is going to be interesting to any literally and, anybody. And I feel like you see when if you go to Chicago, there's a lot of that. There's yeah, a lot of like yeah. these rich like. Oh, I work in I work this ex office job, so I can just pay for all these classes in Second yeah. City. Ooh, I'm an improviser. Ooh, I'm a comedy writer, but they're not funny. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of it. And then, and then like, I, there's a lot of that in Chicago. That's why I kind of don't want to move up there because <laughs> it's a lot of like not funny improvisers, sketch people that well, just pay for money. And I'm saying that they're not. There's no, no, not no. Funny people up there. I agree with you. But there's this. It's a lot of paywall, and that's what I think sucks about COVID now even more too. It's a lot of comedies getting ready to get blocked by money. Well, it is some. Sorry bullshit. about that rant. No, no, no. no, 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 no. It is some bullshit that. 
that the class thing, and I didn't, I didn't even think about that till you just said it. But it is some bullshit where it's like, oh, you can only do this if you've done these fucking things, and if this class is there, then that's how you take it. Or to to have to buy into something like that. I mean, the difference between improv and actual stand up is that there's a fucking buy in on improv, and that that is keeping people. And people keep trying to put a buy in on stand up. Like, I wish, I wish you could take the buy in out of a. Out of improv, so you can let yeah. more people in that have that talent. How hard is I that, wish, though? How hard is it to do to take the buy-in on a stand-up? It's because, well, I think there is a. I think people keep trying to put one in, but I think the issue with that is, and this is going to be maybe controversial. I think it'd be yeah, interesting right. to put a buy-in into stand-up, so you can see who actually wants to do it. I see where because stand-up doesn't. You don't need. You don't need to necessarily take a class to do stand-up. You can well, just there, go. There already is. So, like, let's be honest. There is. The, well, you're not paying for classes, <laughs> but like. I've done nothing but lose money, like going to open my. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Even if you go drink the water, you're still like paying for gas. You're paying. You're driving. Like there, there is a financial element. But but no one's like. There's no one as sorry systemically. There isn't like as big of like a. You take these X amount of classes sure, no, 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 to be yeah. a stand-up. No, that's why me. I've always thought the improv was uh, a very white thing. I remember I did a, I was like performing uh, stand-up in a black room, and there was a black improv troupe that went up, and I was like, they're about to get booed off. This. I just my assumption was like black people aren't going to like improv because mm-hmm. it's stupid. No, <laughs> no, but I was like, I was like, black people aren't going to like improv because this is the thing where. They're, they don't know what it is a lot they don't know of times because it, it, it doesn't like, come to the hood right, right, and so right. I'm like straight up in the hood in an all black room mm-hmm. just like oh just like feeling bad for these guys they fucking murdered it I knew they, they were gonna fucking murdered it, it. like everybody they, they watched improv and they were just like this is the best shit we've ever seen in our life well but I think that speaks to not having that the, the goddamn mechanics in yeah. class I mean I you saying that definitely hits a note for me because there were so many people that are doing that are that are taking classes for it and that are especially like when I was like twenties everybody I knew was like going to Columbia for writing I'm like I'm gonna be a writer and they of course would make you read their shit. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> All the mechanics are there, they know how to use the ampersand or whatever that was. That's fine. None of it was fucking but they interesting. Don't got it. Yeah, yeah. they don't have it, don't do it. But it is it is it's interesting. <laughs> I never I did not ever I've never thought of improv that way, but you're absolutely right. Like you should still get the education if you can. Sure. But there shouldn't be like a money wall behind it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like it's like when they didn't count like all the Negro League players before they started putting all the world record stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, yeah, put put them in too. Like, yeah. it, there's a the floor can be wide enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's 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 nothing. There's no but problem. I think in, I think though Chicago, it's it's a little bit institutional where that shit's just yeah. right there. I think in Indianapolis, I don't know if I would say that it's 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 like that. Yet. It's way it's way. Freer here, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the issue is, we're three hours from Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the issue. Is like, do you want to just try to, you know, get this shit out the mud brick by brick here in yeah. Indy, or do you want to go to Chicago where there all that stuff is established? But you want to, you gotta gotta grind more. You gotta, you know, play into that sort of financial system. And not everybody yeah, yeah. can, not everybody plays into like the financial money thing. You know, there's there's ways to get around that. But, you know, it's still just inherently part of it. Like, and I think that's also part of like, I've always had this thing with like improv. It, it, it plays this line between comedy and theater. Yeah. Because it's so like comedia del arte. Well, all, all comedy to me is like comedia del arte, but it plays like specifically like it wants to be a play so bad, but it's actually comedy. And so many people get into it with the 
theater sort of yeah, concept yeah, yeah. when it's like, it's yo, still, that you're not funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like, yo, be funny. Quit trying <laughs> to like learn the mechanics. Yeah. The, the mechanics don't mean shit if you're not funny. Right. Like, it's And that's what I think a lot of people like don't realize is that they don't realize they ain't funny. <laughs> like, well, too many people don't realize they're not funny on both sides. But I was going to ask you, yeah. like, is it... Do you? How do you feel about that? Because it's the big, it's the big fish, small pond argument, right? Because in Indianapolis, a little bit, yeah. In yeah. Indianapolis, right? There's not a lot of. In Chicago, you can, you could, you, you throw a, you throw a quarter, you're gonna hit five comedy places, mm-hmm. you're gonna hit, you know, fifteen improv places. In Indianapolis, that shit's not there. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Doing red flag, like, what is the better, the better move? I mean, you're here, so I would, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, for, I feel like saying it's a little bit different. I feel like improv is awful until it gets to the like the cream at the top like improv is for me is like painful to watch until you get like the first time i went and saw like second story yeah and i was like this is improv where'd you where'd you see that second story in Chicago, somewhere second city, second city. Yeah, you call it second story, but that could have been. But just the names, <laughs> the names are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the punk band or improv. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only well, like that, like uh, yeah. whose line is anyway is like, like when you watch that, and you're like, oh man, like this is awesome, and then you watch like begin. It's like the same thing as watching like an open mic versus yeah. watching someone's comedy yeah, special. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, the difference between stand up and improv is. You need like what five people like like to 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 row together. That's hard, you, you know. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it is harder dealing with five people versus one. Like I've seen some great duos. And I've seen some great trios. This has like been slowly leaning towards me. <laughs> yeah, I know you're falling apart. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll fix this. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just make it. <laughs> oh, it's on the ground. It's on the ground. We're gonna have to take a break. Jesus Christ, we'll fix Call that. It like James Brown. Uh, we almost made it out of this without the ship falling down. weight if he's dressing more like a male prostitute or he just looks more twinkish now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I I didn't think I'd ever be on a podcast that started it. Is it twinkish? Twinkish. Yeah, yeah, no, the intro. Twinkish. twinkish. I did not see that. Coming. Take that away. Yeah. That uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a thing you said. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> First thing I said to him was that I like <laughs> <laughs> This happened off camera. Apparently, the second half is no one gives a shit. It's fine. It's actually twinking. We're just talking. Hi, right, welcome back to the. Uh, I almost said after break podcast. Right, welcome back to the Harder Brunch podcast. Yeah. So, guys, very excited out there, Brunch Nation, to tell you that we are having a pop up, uh, our second pop up, 
It's going to be better than the first. I don't know how that's possible because the first one was so good. Where is it? Uh, it's going to be at Gomez Barbecue. Same place. As the same place. One. Okay. It's going to be Sunday, September, or sorry, December, uh, Sunday. <laughs> wow. Sunday, December 5th. Okay. Uh, from 11 o'clock till we run out of food. Now who's cooking? And we're going to be, well, I think right now it's tentatively, it's going to be me. Yeah. It's going to be Sauce Boss Zach. Are you tentative to your own pop-up? Well, it's going to be me. It's going to be Sauce Boss Zach. And then we're going to have a special guest chef. That's good cooking. I'm Is doing fried Twinkies. <laughs> What's the theme? It's not doing fried Twinkies. <laughs> Why can't he? He can do yeah, whatever I can do whatever I want. Okay. Well, there's not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> What is that? Is there a theme? He's going to put what? the fried twinkies no, there's in the no queue. Theme. There's no theme. Each, each chef just does their own thing like last yeah. time. Um, so we do get to do our own thing. Yeah. And then I don't have to do anything. Like, I'm not... Even I mean, you could, though. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not going to. I think it's right. I think this should be in this one. Yeah. What would I do? He can, he's made that rainwater sandwich. He's made... Yeah. Listen, the thing about the rainwater sandwich is that you were warned, both of you, Zach and I warned multiple times, don't eat that sandwich. It has rainwater. Rainwater fell, fell in the fryer. Don't eat it. And they were like, yeah, okay, we won't. We did a brunch, Daryl. Then we did the podcast. And then, like, we had just eaten. We did a show. They were walking in the door. Zach had his coat on and ate the sandwich. I'm yeah, pretty sure that was pre-COVID, right? What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you, so you going to do yeah. when we're out of food? It was yeah. okay back then. It was like, you know what? This this sandwich is actually pretty fine. Did you, I think you eat the whole thing. No, I ate half of it. Dyke ate the other half. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> and that's how COVID started. Uh, that was the beginning of that. Uh, no, but uh, guys, this is a really fun thing. Um, yeah, you get to you get to meet us. You know, you get to hear us on the podcast all the time. But you can you can meet us in real life. Chris King's going to be signing autographs. Yep, that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be out for him signing autographs for uh, for nickel. <laughs> I will get, no, 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 no. Nickel the last time it is twenty five cents. Twenty five cents yeah. an autograph. Five times uh, that. Dollar, dollar, one quarter. A dollar a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I never agreed to any of that. <laughs> It was, uh, right, it was COVID it was, Jesus Christ. Put the whole plastic layer between it. Uh, hashtag COVID is over believing. <laughs> but yeah, but I don't have to do I, I Last time I came there, I got, yeah. I got there, I just ate. I you came anything. in as more of like a customer last Yeah, time. I did. I was like late to it too, and I didn't understand what was happening. Like I forgot it was the day. I was literally just at. It's basically just harder brunch. Yeah, but they actually don't listen to the podcast while they're eating, so it's not harder brunch at all. Mm. But it's fans of the show, yeah. and people come out, and they like, we have the best fans in the world. They come out, and they support. Yeah, we never really talk to our fans, but then we get uh, do a pop up like that and realize, man, we got a lot of fans. No, and they really love they really love supporting us. They come out, yeah. and there was people that were like, oh my god, they're like, there's there's a sauce boss tag back there. Oh my god, there's there's that, and then and then like, people were like, oh my, is that is that the Chris King? No one said that. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I said that while I'm in the house. No, no, no. A, a lot of people said, uh, so do you listen to the podcast? I'm like, I'm on it. And then they thought I was like a guest. And then even when I tell my name, like, oh, I didn't know you were on that. You were on it. Wait, this so, one? <laughs> and like, you're, the, you're the guest today? What do you do? No, uh, no it's real fun. Um, we, we get to share brunch with you guys, and we get to make some fun food. Yeah. And it's just uh, it's a good time. It's a real laid-back um, it's a real laid back time, and we'll be promoting it um, every every week. I would say they, they gotta get there early because there's only like maybe twelve seats in that place. Yeah, but we go we go all day. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you're gonna get you're gonna get the good stuff. This is uh, is uh, <laughs> Richard no, 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 no. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's that's gonna the, be great. I think it's gonna be great. 
think it's still in summer. It's going great. Uh, yeah, so December 5th, come see us. Uh, it's going to be great. Salmon roll for you. Whole part out. <laughs> um, uh, we're talking with uh, comedian uh, Daryl Hollenquist Jr. Yeah. Daryl, um, you and me, I think we both share the same affinity of being a black nerd. I feel yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's a very. Uh, I, I I I feel like I used to know very little black nerds, and, and now I know. Wait, you knew a few of them, or you just only knew really small? <laughs> I only knew like ones that were like four feet. Or <laughs> they were all really, really, really little. No, but like. Like growing up, it, it, it for me at least where I was like it wasn't necessarily cool to be. It was it's never it was never cool to be a nerd past a certain point, mm-hmm. and then and then it was cool to be. But like I feel like if you were a nerd, it was like two strikes because it was just like what you you're black, black and nerd. yeah you're black and nerd like yeah it was like two reasons to bull- get bullied yeah. yeah and it was like um, it, it, it seems like it didn't become you know sort of cool until you know we started getting more like folks like making content or like realizing like these big like content makers were like also nerdy yeah not not saying not saying like that's never you know happened before like having like black people in like these sort of like cool you know pop action movies or like superhero movies stuff like that you know yeah well starting to see people like 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 jordan peele you know like i remember when uh, key and peele came out first it was like you know like so i'm biracial so it's like wow there's there's two Hilarious biracial dudes mm-hmm. that also get a black. I don't even know if they could get away with some of the they did yeah. a few years ago. It was like part of the fun of being biracial is like we can play every race. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that flies anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I just love that. I love like I just always love being silly, and I never, I never liked the idea that being black was synonymous with being serious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like and angry. You know, yeah. it's just like, well, you're black, so you gotta be serious and angry. And it's like, why can't I be a silly motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> well, we just trying to have a good time. Like, why, why black people can be whimsical. Why are you putting this box around us? <laughs> black people like Green Day. <laughs> I remember, like, so I'm either, every time I get in, like, to an Uber, I'm either, like, don't talk to me, yeah. or I've had a few drinks, and I'm like, tell me your life story. <laughs> and I like, and I realized some of the best ways to get into a good conversation is not ask somebody, like, where you're from or where you live. Ask somebody what their passion is. Mm. And so wow. I remember, like, I'll get into I don't think I'd like that. I get into it. It sounds weird, but you like get it. into an Uber, and you'd be surprised how many people are waiting for someone to ask yeah, that question. Yeah, yeah. And so like I remember I got into it and it was just like this black dude who was being real chill, he was quiet, and I was just like, hey man, what's up? I'm like, what's your what's your passion? He was like, you really want to know? And I was like, yeah, he was like, I want to be the best uh like uh UGO. Yu-Gi-Oh. He wanted to be the best, best Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh player in the world. Wow. And he starts telling me about how he travels. He's like, you know, I never got to leave the country until I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh. And he's like, wow. he's like I, I go to these tournaments. He goes, I've been to London. I've been to blah, blah, blah. And, like, he, he passionate about it. Wow. But completely different vibe than when I got in the car. Like, yeah. once, I, once he started opening up mm-hmm. about Yu-Gi-Oh and, like, traveling around because of it and all this yeah. stuff. And I was just like, this is my group, like, super self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and you know, just to, to that point, I used to Uber and Lyft drive. Mm-hmm. I would have, I would have like the, the best rides are when like I would talk to people about like like exactly what you said. Like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. And someone would just be like, "Ha, guess what? We finna talk about D and D for thirty five minutes. <laughs> Why are you going to the airport? Oh, Here I am." <laughs> It's really fun. The thing is, what's weird to me now is I always thought I was such a nerd, but now in my adulthood, I meet these next level nerds. Yeah, like all the time. Like, Yo, like, like, I'm the, what am I doing? Yeah, I had training wheels on the whole time. Like, I was like, because like I'm not a details oriented. Like I like uh, you know I like Star Trek, but I realized when I went to do Star Trek trivia, I'm like I don't care what the numbers on the other ships yeah. were. I just care about the storylines. Yeah. Like, I'm that kind of nerd. Like, I, I, I'm not yeah, in the details of, like... That's the difference between uh, sci-fi, fantasy, and science fiction is the accuracy, like, on the difference between Star Trek nerds and Star Wars nerds are that Star Trek nerds have mapped out the engine and they know that they can prove that it works. <laughs> and that's, like, an, that's like a that's a trivia question, like a Star Trek situation. Like, what's the what are the two minerals that go in there? They'll know. Yeah. Like, they mapped it all out. But then Star Wars, you don't have to know any of that no one cares about there's no numbers on anything there there are and there's there's all there there's stuff for all that i don't know (laughs) as much because like like what you're saying like like i like being me like i went to i went to und i was part of um gamers club there that was like probably the biggest like nerdy thing there i was president for a year i was on exec board every like like so many people like have like this next level knowledge of stuff yeah like, um i have a friend who loves star trek his <laughs> yeah no, no one knows his ip address but like his like <laughs> his wi-fi password is like like one of the like the, the designations of like a one city enterprise yeah. like the whole like ncc blah 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 blah, blah. yeah yeah change, change your password now if you listen to this <laughs> <part of something. laughs> But, that, but that's exactly the difference between I, I, I mean that's the Star Trek and Star, Star Wars I mean that's the difference like, I, I don't think that exists I don't think the numbers thing measurement like yeah. it, no one gives a fuck about an engine yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a Star Wars anything Star Wars ship like, they're not, like, it's like cares, baking and savory cooking you know, no, more no one cares about the engine in the no, X-Wing I think you're wrong Dyke is right there is like two different kinds of nerds because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what like if you're looking up horror movies there's some yeah. people who will like they get some of it and then there's like yeah. you are a representative of the genre. Yeah, and yeah. then there's some yeah. people who are who are naming details like what was the what would what did the time read on the microwave? Like, yeah, you know, and yeah, like, I don't care. About that. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't and care I feel like that. any genre of anything, you'll yeah. find people yeah. who will drill yeah, down. Yeah, I, I don't for everything nowadays. I don't, like, yeah. I don't care what the number on the shuttle bay is, but I want to talk about. Data smashing, uh, yeah, and the storyline and what Tasha Yar. Psychologically speaking, ten years later, how is he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, the story's are the best thing too. Like it's the same thing with comic books. I really like comic books, and X Men are huge, and it's all just that. That drama is all I really care about. Yeah, like how many people have. Has, well, you like, but you said this before. Like you're you're a collector of uh, adult dolls, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. I don't no, he, he, he's got like a actually a whole room of cool like action figures. Okay, I'm <laughs> like, glad you had that clarification. It was going to be blow up. No, no, no. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, they're not sexual. I have a I have a nerd room. Uh, my office is a ridiculous nerd room. It was everywhere. There's a clip out there that we still haven't played about uh, someone making fun of me about the nerd room. But I have a nerd room. Mm. Um, yeah, but well, I, I don't think that I would say that I'm, I'm sorry. You were saying something. Oh no, but like, like, so, you, so you're really into it, but you're just like, yeah. I hate everyone else that's also I hate them as hobby because. Like, well, but that's what I was gonna say about you know being a black nerd. Obviously, for me, I am not. It's really hard for me to. Yes, as a black. Nerd. <laughs> Let me come in and 
oh, because I hate those people so fucking much. And it started. It started with Star Wars and the fact that they didn't believe there was a black stormtrooper. Which, honestly, speaking of like being mathematical nerd, that should be fucking wrong. We know that the clones died out way before that movie ever happened, and we also know that they started making those contract jobs. And you know who takes contract jobs? Shit. But it started with that. But yeah, it's, it's I would I would imagine that. We know there's black people because Billy T was. <laughs> I was That's the, true. I was upset the first black dude was the betrayer. I was salty. <laughs> I was salty. Yeah, well, but I, I think there were good plans for him. I think the other movies just like shit the bed. Like, yeah. I feel like he was gonna be Han Solo and they just fucked it all up. Yeah, he was too. He was. They were like, we can't have somebody that's too cool. Yeah, no, yeah, we gotta, yeah. Let's go get this roofer. But <laughs> I think that's what he. I think that's what Harrison Ford was. Harrison Ford was, was. Harrison yeah, Ford was a roofer. roofer, and he wasn't. So, but it was first movie wasn't. Uh, with, the first George Lucas movie wasn't that. It was uh, American Graffiti, mm. and so he was a painter, and they needed a guy. Whoever was going to be in that car driving around, mm-hmm. he had no lines in American Graffiti. That's what we're doing on this podcast right now. We're talking about Ron Howard's American Graffiti. <laughs> But he, the, the guy that was supposed to drive around and not talk, he le- he didn't show up to show up. They had the carpenter do it, and it was Harrison Ford. And then they put him in Star Wars, and he was Tom Lowe. I just like hearing a black nerd talk. Who was this, this handsome roofer? <laughs> but but I, my, my whole point of all this is like, mm-hmm. if it's hard to be, you know, for for me, not not being a black nerd at all, just a regular white guy, being on those things, I would imagine like being in the circles of the people that do that shit. That has to be hard, dude. I I love conventions nowadays, um, just because there's so much celebration of just the diversity of, of of everything. Like not even like of race, gender, you know, yeah. any sort of like. You don't want to push back specifically on that because I feel like it's coming. It's coming to movies. No. Yeah. Really? Like, conventions? That's that's home. Like that's yeah. like there's there there might be people that are salty, but they know that they're outnumbered. Like it, like a okay. convention is filled like real shit. I've seen so many. Like I used to go to a lot of anime conventions, and nowadays I go yeah. to more, like comic book um, and like Gen Con. I go to Gen Con a lot. I at anime conventions, I would see so many people, like so many black dudes. I was like six foot two, six foot yeah. three, like bulky. Yeah, cosplaying as Sailor Moon, and they're not, <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't yeah, like yeah, trans yeah. or nothing. They weren't, you know, on the, on, you know, the LGBT or nothing. They just really fuck with Sailor Moon, and wow. it's just like, yeah, everybody's by. You that, what was that con? Because I don't know that I've been to cons like that, at least in Indy. It wasn't in, it wasn't in Indy. I was in Chicago. Seen, I've been Chicago. I was like, I've been it was in Chicago. Like it yeah, was yeah. in Chicago. However, at the anime conventions I've been to in Indy, it's the exact same thing. Excuse me. The one that I was thinking of when I told you that story, I was thinking of Chicago. But okay. here in Indy, exact I, same thing. I did stand up at uh, the little Comic Con that we had here in Indy this summer. And yeah, it was great. It was like, it wasn't a huge. Like was it like like was it like a like one of the evening ones or like in the in the morning? Or no, something? it was like in the evening. Okay. I mean, like, and it was, but it was just a room to walk into, right? Yeah, they had those rooms. Yeah, it was like a panel room. Yeah, a huge room. I mean, like the room was so big that I was like, no one's gonna be in here. And then like it probably honestly sat two hundred people. Mm-hmm. Seventy people walked in. Fuck yeah! Yeah, well, like seventy people in a two hundred person room still doesn't look full, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, they were they were great. It was it was like you said it was everybody. And they were warm. They were probably warm as fuck. Warm too. as fuck. It was, but it was like every. I mean, it was. I'd probably say. 16 there were some children in the audience too but yeah. like to like 80 and like you know 
men, women, days, you know, uh, yeah. gendered uh, races. Let me tell you this. On, on the Instagram for action figures that I follow, uh, it, it is not diverse. Let me tell you that. If you're, oh, buying, if you're paying $400 for a Sentinel, for some reason, that's not good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, so, but going to what you were saying, like, yeah. um, I used to, I, I, I'm trying to get back into cosplay more. Yeah, yeah. I cosplayed this character from um, an anime called My Hero Academia. That was really cool. We, we, there's like a lot of people like getting like well, who from My Hero? Academia? Um, there's a character called Fat Gum, who is a like big fat like dude who yeah. just takes people's punches. No, I watched the show. Are you, are you, have you seen the movie? Yeah, not. The, I've, I've seen the first two. I'm, I'm trying to find the time to go see World Heroes mm-hmm. before before it goes out of theaters. But it's pretty good. Um, I when I was in college, I cosplayed with some friends. We went to an anime convention here, and three of my friends were you know people that kind of they looked like. And I, being like a big superhero person, I wanted to be Robin. Um, so I had this whole. I was working on this Robin cosplay, and my roommate, who uh, who also did like theater stuff, we were talking about cosplay, and he was like, uh, "Okay, we're gonna be Teen Titans." Uh, I, uh, I was like, "Who, Daryl? You're gonna be Cyborg?" And I was like, um, <laughs> "I mean, I fuck with Cyborg, but I don't want to be Cyborg." He's just like, "You gotta be Cyborg," but you gotta be Cyborg. And I was like, "Why do I have to be Cyborg?" And he's just like. Duh, <laughs> you have to be cyborg. You're black, and I was like, I don't have to be black to be cyborg. Yeah, but like, wait, wait, wait. Here's the question. You're right, but no. Actually, the question is, do you have to be black to be cyborg? Because I would say that you don't have to be. Uh, no, what I said the first time. I don't, I don't you don't know. have to be cyborg if you're black. Yeah, yeah I don't like is that like that? Why would there be a white person a white person play cyborg? Hundred percent. Yes, it was like blackface. You get, you, uh, unless you put on the black. Yeah, if you put on the black. <laughs> if you if you go blackface cyborg, that's if, if you put that's on the cyborg, yeah. if you put the cyborg pieces on, everyone is going to get. <laughs> really? I feel like I would just be the Terminator. I feel like. And then they're fake. They're fake anyway. If they call you the Terminator, they're fake. Yeah. So to you have to have a cyborg leg. And the cyborg leg, cyborg arm. So to this, I was like, okay, so who do you want to be from fucking Teen Titans? Since yeah. we're like, out fucking roles. He was like, I want to be Beast Boy. I said, bitch, you got to be green to be Yeah, Beast Boy. Yeah, oh! Nice. And he was like, oh, but it's not the same. I was like, bitch, what are you talking about? Yeah. He, he, he was mad. He made. He it was made. like when I was a kid, they tried to make movie Winston, and I was like, I'm Peter Venkman. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> When I was actually, this reminds me of when I went to see X Men for the first time. Uh, there was there were people obviously cosplayed as the X Men, yeah. and Professor Xavier was there and was a guy in a wheelchair. And I thought that wasn't it's not right. Like that seems that seems a little weird that you're like going to be pretend cosplay being disabled. Uh, and then he actually sat in the disabled area. I'm like, that's some bullshit. That guy was. <laughs> and the funny is, I didn't realize that. Uh, Professor Xavier is the same situation as you guys. Like, well, obviously you're going to be like that dude wanted to be Wolverine. Like, yeah. no, you, you can't be Wolverine. You're in a wheelchair. <laughs> he you could still have been. He could have still been Wolverine. Like, like, like walking Professor Xavier wheelchair Wolverine. Like, you obviously, Tom, you can't do that. That's what they said. I feel like you have a lot of accidentally heckling the disabled. I really didn't mean to. Like, I found, the thing is, I didn't say that. Like, you can't just like be in a wheelchair and get the disabled. And, he, and then he, of course, being loud, he said, "I am disabled." Like, I'm the asshole. But then obviously now I feel bad because like why is he just like pigeonholed into being Professor Xavier? If he wants to be Professor Xavier, that's No, fine. based on your story, you know that that's not true. Here's my thing. I just like Robin because yeah. I'm a big Batman person. Yeah. I like I'm gonna pick a Batman person over anybody else in Teen Titans usually. But I, if you were cosplaying in a show and you had a guy in a wheelchair and you were, you were obligated to the X Men, you'd let him be Cyclops? Cyclops? 
I would actually you let him. <laughs> I would let him. I honestly, I, well, see, here's the thing. I love irony, and I just was. I, I would love to see somebody in the crowd be like, "Why is the dude in the, in the wheelchair, Jean Gray?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would 100 yeah, yeah. be like, yeah. Just, now, now, if you're casting, oh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, if you're casting like a show and it's like a look-alike contest. <laughs> Lean into it, but if you're just cosplaying, yeah. just having fun, yeah, that's like, the better move. It's a good yeah. question. Should we let the disabled dress up have that like too? Yeah, but technically speaking, is a disabled person should be able to cosplay as handyman. <laughs> Isn't the person in the wheelchair more machine than anybody else? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's been standing on that. Okay. I would love. I would love if I saw a group of people cosplaying and Cyclops is in a wheelchair. Professor X is walking. I love it. Yes. No explanation. This is what's happening. They're like, we just leaned into it. That's hilarious. Yeah. No. I mean, people want to do whatever. They everyone wants to dress up, pretend, do whatever. That's fun. Yeah. It's a fun. Like, they con- like yeah, cons for that. They're they're really fun. Like, I know you say you don't like them. Go and just people watch. People watching is fine. I, I, so I, fun my, my point is that it used to be when I first, the very first time I went to a Wizard World in Chicago, like you could yes. talk to people and it was cool and like a bootleg of Matrix was out and I like mm-hmm. talked to people and met people that I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. And then I kept going and then it felt like you would talk to people at cons like, oh God, you're a fucking lunatic. Like it's not, <laughs> and, and there was too many like very pro gun, very MAGA, like I'll, if you start talking to people like, like that's the prevalent like personality that's there and I was like I don't really want to talk to people and I'll go like I'll go and like they have stuff and like that's a, if I'm buying like a like a key issue something I'm buying at a con mm-hmm. but it's just not it's not I don't want to talk to anybody there is that's there, fair is there a pretty heavy MAGA crowd going to con <laughs> yes, I, I, yes that's interesting that's how I feel about it I don't know what you guys I haven't when I cosplay I like to bring an actual gun <laughs> and shoot it off like a like I, I haven't seen I wouldn't I'm not going to deny that they're not in the building because I definitely do think there's a sure. lot of MAGA artists that end up getting booths at cons and are just like, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I draw for fucking Spider-Man or like I draw for super there. Cause there was a writer that just that recently like wrote for Superman that left because, oh, they, were like, gay, yeah. because they made, because they made John bisexual. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and it, that, that guy, if you read that article, like he's like a fucking asshole. He's, he said, I've been sitting on this opinion for five years. Yeah. And I was like, and he's, hmm, mega, he's five mega, years. He's huh? mega as fuck. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I was really upset about that because I was like, how dare you ever write for Superman? But that, doesn't sur- that doesn't surprise me. Like the thing is, there, there's no. Con- that, I, I feel like that community. That's the thing. Is like I feel like that community, especially people, guys our age. That is the fucking ties. They all are all. The, they're check- mm-hmm. of the boxes they're checking. I guarantee you, they're in Marvel movies and probably into like action figures, comics, Lord of the Rings, awful, awful. And that's the thing is like anytime like I'm into both of those things, but I don't want to talk to the people that are into those things. That's fair. I I will say I don't think it's like. If, if there are more manga people there, I don't think they, they like I said, I think they know they're in the, the minority there. Because there's so many people yeah. at like cons, like I said, they're they're ganging up together, like they're yeah. coming as like, like everybody's like flipping, you know, doing costume bits, you know, of course someone's going to be a gender bent Indiana Jones in front of yeah, you, it's yeah, going to yeah, piss you yeah, off, yeah, but yeah. you're like, okay, it's a comic convention, yeah. whatever, what are you going to do? Just yeah. get, get roasted here too, and on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's not my bad experience though. I feel like they're all still awful. I don't see the difference. Although, I feel like that's not my experience, though. I guess, I, you said that's not my black experience. <laughs> I have almost... I have almost... Yeah, I'm not thinking of the black man at all. I'm not. That's not at all what I said. I said it's not my... Uh, Rachel Dolezal. I was trying to back off the back. 
sort of going into this though yeah um i did buy like a sword at a convention and that put way more perspective into me like how like these people like go to like gun shows and just be like yeah, yeah i'm gonna go buy a shotgun i went and bought like a katana and i could have bought a keyblade but <laughs> but i was so you, like you think you're like you you bought the sword and like now i'm basically like in the nra well it's well it's the same like sort of concept where i was like oh so like let's pretend instead of seeing batman and spider-man and kim possible and sailor moon around let's pretend it's a bunch of like dudes in john deere cutoffs yeah <laughs> like just toting around i was like it's the same sort of thing like i just went up to a dude in a booth and said yo army cuz <laughs> he just gave me a sword i could have went and got like a shoddy or something I and i could have walked out with a keyblade and still been cool yeah like, but i think that that's the a sword and an assault rifle. Like I can't. Hey, still dropping bodies. The, uh, the body, body count. No, the body no, count uh, is body. different. The body count is different. <laughs> Maybe one. One person dies with a sword. Everybody else is like, "Hey, let's run away from the guy with the sword." That's right. People go intimidation. There we go. What about I think, if you got some ninja stars too? That's uh, see, I'm they would be really good, really good ninja on. stars. But you, you get you get, you get four people tops. Some. You get four people tops. I'm like, okay, let me. All right, I'm just get all different versions of Sailor Moon. <laughs> I think that you can't do math. That, 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 that's a very different thing to be different between going into like an area to shoot a bunch of people up with a sword versus a gun. Like, well, you, you get shoot one someone person. with a sword. No, you can't shoot them with a sword. <laughs> but you can take out one guy, maybe. I, I believe in myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we good. We good. No, I was just. I just thought it was always interesting, just like when people talked about that, and I was like, yeah, I just, yeah, I just bought a weapon. Bought, you bought a weapon. I bought a That's weapon. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. mass destruction. But <laughs> it's some destruction. A weapon of I bought a weapon. You can't kill a lot of people, but a person. Can you drop a beef for me, Larry? That was it. We ended on I'm going to kill a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take your black experience. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to take back that, that the last 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah we good. Uh, no one's getting murdered. Give it up for Ani Woman Chris Cage. Daryl, where can people catch up with everything you're doing? Follow you on social media. Yeah, I am on Instagram at I am Super Daryl. I'm on TikTok at the Ragtag Man, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm all over the city. Yeah, come on, hit me up. Twitter, uh, Super Daryl. I am. Hit me up, man. Chris Kings. I'm, on, I'm just doing this show. <laughs> that would be fun on this show. You know, what would I plug? In black causes. In double XC. You guys didn't know what it was like for me. Right. Blackblacker.com. <laughs> Uh, if you have three dollars, consider supporting us on our after brunch Patreon. That's harder brunch or patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Guys, it's amazing. It's 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 a whole extra episode a week. Uh, we got some really funny comics to come on. Uh, it's only three dollars a month. Uh, I don't know why you're not doing it. Uh, you should do it right now. Uh, <laughs> Wait, look at Zach. You say that he's this, definitely doing it. No, it's doing no, it. This is a, uh, it was a tag. I was like, yeah. He, do you pay for it? Do high, pay? I do. Uh, I do too. You had to lock in the eyes on that one. Uh, this is the only job I've ever had where I paid to work here. <laughs> <laughs> I paid $3 every month to come in. And 
if you ever want to see me do comedy, uh, at Dag Michaels on all social media, I will be hosting at Helium Comedy Club all next weekend, Friday, two shows on Saturday, upstairs. Please come see me. It's going to be a good time, and we will see you next week. You guys have a good one.